This is episode 19 of season four of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, Sue will be sharing her recap of the Landshark Mile swim. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And I'm Sue, and this is season four of Runner Girls, three women brought together by a love of running. And I am almost awake. <laughs> I took a, I don't know, two or three hour nap this afternoon, so I'm a little groggy right now, so I apologize if I don't have my normal enthusiasm during the show. But yeah, Jeff and I didn't get a lot of sleep last night because we ended up going out. We were invited to this kind of grown-up prom, I guess, which uh, I was super excited about because I had, you know, I went to prom when I was in high school, but I ended up going by myself because my boyfriend and I broke up like two days before the prom, and um, Jeff didn't even go to his junior prom when he was in high school, so it was it was kind of exciting for both of us to, to dress up and, and, and go out on like a fancy date, <laughs> so that's what we did last night. We had so much fun. I had way too much fun and um <laughs> I, I had a great time my friend Michelle was there my friend Christina was there and Jeff was dressed all handsome we went out shopping yesterday finding nice clothes for him to wear because he has he has some dress clothes but not a lot and he just looks so cute <laughs> he was wearing this little hat and vest and a tie and I wore this um red lacy dress that I had that I just loved. I love red. So I was like, I I was at first having trouble deciding which dress I wanted to wear because I also have this like sequined rose gold dress that I love. Um, but I decided on the red because I just, I love the color more. And I showed up and there was like, I swear a third of the women there were wearing red dresses. <laughs> it was like red dresses <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but it was cool. It was great to see like everybody dressed up in like evening gowns and you know they had like a red carpet set out for us and a professional photographer and catering and it was great raffle prizes we we entered some raffles didn't win anything but um but had a blast so so that was my exciting my exciting event uh now I'm pretty much paying for it today (laughs) I've been in bed most of the day except for a quick trip to the grocery store this afternoon but it was well worth it and I'm I'm happy it was fun to have like a special night out like that and the event was called um prom for a purpose it was a fundraiser for um seacoast cancer center here in Dover so so it was a great cause and just a ton of fun and now I'm yeah this is why I'm sleepy (laughs) That's so, awesome, though. Thank you. So how are things going for you, Katie? I hear you have some exciting news to share. Yes, exciting slash overwhelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually got a new job. Yay! Yay! I'm still a, still a teacher, still a teacher, just accepted a position at another school in Kentucky. So I get to move back to the Commonwealth this summer. Very excited about that. Going to be closer to family, uh, about two hours away, really, from where I grew up. And it's a really, really great school district. Uh, I'm looking forward to that and the new challenges that's going to bring. But then I'm also, you know, going to be making a little more money and have some better benefits and incentives and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it's just going to be a really great fit. It's just the process of 
getting there this summer, <laughs> that might be a little difficult, but I've just tried to kind of like reassure myself, okay, one step at a time and you'll get there. It seems overwhelming right now, but once you get there and once you get settled, it'll totally be worth it because I've wanted to, to move back for a while now. So this is exciting and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, congratulations. I know you've talked a few times on the show in the past about, you know, wanting to move on to a different school district and be a little closer to home. So I'm so happy for you that you finally found a place that, you know, seemed like it would, it would really work for you. So yay, big, exciting changes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so excited for you, Katie, because well, one, it's really funny that you're kind of doing what I did last summer, (laughs) right? Where I was moving to schools and for a better position, closer to family and everything. Mm -hmm. But it's so exciting when you get into a new position that works and being closer to family is so much better, especially because I know you spend a lot of your time driving to visit them like I was doing. Yes. So it will be less time and miles on the car, which is which is good. And I'm even really excited about the courses that I already know I'll be teaching next year, which is a huge change for me because this high school that I've worked at for the past five years, like you never knew your schedule until maybe like two weeks before the school year started. So I would never know what classes or courses that I would be teaching until two weeks before I got a whole new batch of kids. So um, I already know that I'll be teaching constitutional law and a mock trial course and one other class that's yet to be determined. Um, But those too. I'm really, really excited about. They've got some really uh, uh, interesting electives like uh, American history through rock and roll, which of course I'm a history nerd and a music nerd. So yeah. I'm like, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> it, it just sounds like it'll be a really great fit. And I'm, uh, I'm super excited. Well, I can't wait to hear how that goes for you next year. And hopefully you have a nice, smooth transition this summer moving. And Sounds like you got a good plan of, you know, just taking it one step at a time. You know that everything eventually works out anyway, right? So it's going to be great. Right. And that's what I keep telling myself, like, just get through it and it'll be okay. My first meeting that I have to be at is uh, July 27th. So that'll be here before I know it. Yeah. Awesome. So Megan, how are things going for you? Things are adjusting with the new puppy and does she have an official name yet? (laughs) (laughs) She does. Her name is Maggie, and things are adjusting. She's um, not as house-trained as I would like her to be, but that's okay. (laughs) And it's only when we're gone, so I think it's more she just doesn't like being left alone. And so we got her a crate today, so hopefully that'll help some of that issue. And trying to finish up the school year, which I get excited about. And then I remember that I took a job teaching reading over the summer for about three weeks. So my summer won't actually start until June 30th. Really? Or July 1st. Yeah, it was extra money and um, it's a nice change. I'll be teaching reading to first graders who are behind. So being able to work with sweet little babies Mm -hmm. for a couple days a week who kind of still care about learning right now will be really nice. That's awesome. That's such a great age. Are you excited about it? I am. I'm a little bit nervous just because I haven't worked with the little ones. And then I remember my nephew, Anthony, is that same age. So I know I at least know kids that age. Yeah. Who I've seen them before and talked to them. And so 
that doesn't make me worry. And then Marshall told me today, he's like, well, your principal wouldn't have recommended you for the job and you wouldn't have gotten it if you couldn't do it. I was like, okay, thanks. Aww. Yeah, he was sweet about it because I've been just because it's so different and switching to something different is always kind of nerve wracking. But then I think, too, it's only for three weeks over the summer. So I'm not going to ruin their lives if I suck for three weeks. <laughs> You're not going to ruin their lives. You're helping oh. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's always a worry. I worry about working with first graders. What am I going to do with these three weeks that'll damage them permanently? Wait till you have kids. It's like, oh, my God, how badly am I going to screw these people up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things. And... Um, I got interesting news that I y'all will love to hear. Really? So guess who is very close to me who texts me this week and goes, I think I want to run a half marathon. Marshall. Marshall, really? Yeah. He texts me. He's like, I think I want to run a half marathon. Wow. Does he plan to train for it too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. So after I texted him, huh? What? He's like, I want to run a half marathon. He's already got it picked out and everything. September 25th. Wow. So half marathon training starts this week. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. That's great. Yeah. So he's excited about it. And I kind of got, you know, over excited, kind of crazy. I was like, okay, well, if you need help picking out a training plan, I can do that with you. And if you need this, tell me. And if you need this. And he's looking at me like... Uh, lady, you're crazy. Could you just calm down? And so I printed out two options for him and he chose one. And so I've been asking him about it. And meanwhile, he just looks at me like, um, let me do this and you just stay out of it. (laughs) (laughs) So I told him to, I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I can train with you if you want, or you can just, you know, I can just be there for you if you have any questions. And so I think, I don't think we're really going to train as much together. And I told him too about the race. I was like, okay, we either have, I can just cheer you on at the race and be there waiting for you at the end, or I can run it with you. You can decide that. So I don't know what he's going to decide yet. And I don't really know what I'm going to do because Sue, oddly enough, this is that race I was so worried. I was so conflicted about because it's the week of my 20 mile long run for the marathon. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, maybe I'll run the half and get 13 of my 20 miles done and then just add on some beforehand. Right. So now I don't know if I'll do that, you know, cause if I run with Marshall, if he wants me to run with him, that's what I'll do obviously. And we'll just, I'll just adjust my 20 miles around it, whether I run beforehand or afterwards, or it might be that I run my 20 miles beforehand and just walk around, you know, or wait for Marshall to finish. Yeah. So it's really going to be up to him because I don't want, because he told me and I understood this, that it might be a lot of pressure if I ran with him because I run more. He was wanting me, he'd want, I guess, to like impress me or do good, do well. And so I don't want to put pressure, extra pressure on him for his first half because I remember that feeling. Well, and another thing that you could do is like just, I mean, I don't know what the rules are in the race about it, but but maybe join him for the last mile or two or something just for, like, support, you know? Yeah, and I'm going to try to see, too, if I can see him multiple places on the course, like what it looks like, 
because it's a race 13.1 race out in Charlotte and it's pretty well shaded on a greenway for a lot of it and it's really well run and it's put on by race 13.1 so they do a good job nice and we got well what happened is we got when we volunteered a couple weeks ago we got free like 80 dollars i think of money to spend with race 13.1 for a race and so he saw that money and decided hey i'm gonna run a half so we'll reg- he'll register for it for free and so it'll be i'm excited i'm trying to be calm about it it's not working very well <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i was like so do you want me to type up your pl- training plan so it looks nice and how are you going <laughs> to keep track of what you do and he's just looking at me i'm like okay never mind sorry you can keep track of it your own way and i joked with him in walmart i'm like i'm sure you're looking at me like crazy lady will you just shut up and let me do my thing i have it covered and that wasn't meant to be mean but kind of like this is my thing. Let me do it. Yeah. So I'm trying to back off and be good. Yeah. I think that's great. Obviously be supportive. Don't forget about your big race. <laughs> Obviously. <Yeah. laughs> I have um, this coming up week is my last week before training starts. Yeah. So yay. Awesome. Well, great. That's very exciting for both of you then new challenges for both of you at the same time. Well, I am super excited about this and I think it's time that we move along to training and talk about the running that we've been doing. Katie, I know you've been pretty busy lately, but you've been doing some pure bar stuff. Have things lightened up for you since you just finished school? Have you been able to do any running? Are you still doing the pure bar? Well, I've been out of work now for two days and yesterday I was just like this is glorious the weather was glorious and Mm -hmm. I took full advantage of of really feeling like I was on summer break for the first time so yesterday I laid out in the sun for a little while enjoy that this morning I did go to a pure bar class but as far as the rest of the week I'm trying to remember I think there was one day I don't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday I went and I took a pure bar class. And other than that, that was pretty much it because it was busy getting grades done, getting everything finalized. Thursday night we had graduation and Friday after the kids were done for the year, then of course I had to clean out my entire classroom and pack that all up and and get it home. So not a whole lot of extra time still this week though. I should have a little bit. I'm going to drive up to Kentucky. I'm not exactly sure what day this week, but I need to go up there to meet with the benefits lady and sign all my contracts and my tax papers and get fingerprinted and really start to try to visit some of the apartments and rentals that I've been looking at because, of course, that's probably the most important thing to tackle (laughs) somewhere to live. Uh, So that's what I'm looking at doing this week and hopefully there'll be some exercising fit in there somewhere (laughs) great um so with all this moving stuff and meetings that you have going on this summer are you still planning on doing any summer races or are you putting that on the back burner for now well i will definitely be at least finding a 5k somewhere because i've made it this far you know now we're 
halfway done with 2016 and I've kept my one race a month Mm -hmm. streak alive. So that will be happening. Um, Unfortunately, because I did get the job and now moving, which is not cheap, will be happening. My trip to Colorado is no more. Mm. Um, Yeah, which that's a bummer. But at the same time, I can take a vacation some other time yeah. right I can go on vacation in the future so I'm trying to just kind of tell myself that uh, and hopefully this artist that we were going to go see at Red Rocks maybe makes it back to Red Rocks and, and we can do that sometime in the future but as far as big races over the summer no probably just smaller local 5k's maybe 10k uh, the next half marathon now isn't until October and that's the one my sister and I have signed up to do together in Louisville which hey now I won't have to drive very far (laughs) yay (laughs) yeah so that's a bonus okay well we'll look forward to hearing about those 5k's when they happen and hopefully the the summer goes smoothly for you and you can focus on your your big move yes So, Megan, last week you told us you got one run in and that you were planning on maybe doing a 5K or two this weekend. How do things go for you this week? I got five runs in Mm. because I sort of tried to attempt the runner's world streak. Oh, yeah, the run streak. I saw you posting about that. Yeah, and then I decided Friday I wasn't going to do it more because we had a post-work party for like end of the school year and I stayed out until 11:30 or like 11:15 and trying to get home and get ready and I was just like, you know what, whatever. It's not that important. <laughs> How did the first few days of the street go for you? It it's been really busy with work, so I was only getting a mile in just to keep the street going. Mm-hmm. So I ran fast miles to get them done. Like Thursday night I was at work until 9:45 with the school talent show and that went until about nine and I helped clean up and everything. So I didn't get home until after nine forty five. And so I ran my one mile then. So I guess we'll count it as almost a week of speed work. <laughs> yeah, I saw your times. I was like, whoa, she is smoking these runs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were all under ten minutes and I was more just trying to get them done so I could be done with them. <laughs> so I could do other things or because it was getting late and I had to get it done so I could go to bed. So um, I did a lot of really fast one mile runs. And then yesterday we had the 5k at the zoo. Marshall ran with me. It was hot and humid, like 73 with 90% humidity and sunny. So uh, summer is very well in here in North Carolina. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an okay race. Marshall and I ran the first mile in eight minutes and 44 seconds. Whoa. Yeah. That's fast for the first mile of a 5k. And considering what's your, like your best 5k time, it's like, it's going to be like closer to nine minute miles, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it, it worked out because, um, the next mile was 13 minutes and 30 seconds because it was all uphill. Oh. <laughs> Not small uphills either. Very large uphills because who would think a zoo was hilly? I don't know, but it is. Okay. The whole thing is uphill. Marshall, he was looking at me. He's like, okay, we got this. And then he gets to a hill and we just pretty much kind of walked from there on because I was staying with him 
and it was really hilly. The hills were steep and they were never ending. Like there's a part and the elevation map where you can just see we were kind of going downhill a little bit uphill and then it's just straight uphill like 200 feet up <laughs> for over a mile fun so, <laughs> yeah it was it was very lovely um i probably never want to run the zoo again <laughs> marshall looked at me halfway through and he's like next year we're doing the runway 5k <laughs> i was like okay because we were deciding between that one and this one and thought the zoo would be more interesting. All the animals were asleep, Aww. so we didn't get to see any of them. I saw a zebra. Marshall saw a zebra, a camel, and a wolf. I was like, why didn't you tell me about these other animals? He's like, you need to look up. I was like, fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what happened with that. It was still fun with the heat and everything. It really wasn't that bad a race. We stuck together until probably about the last quarter mile and I just ran ahead because he was walking Mm -hmm. and about 34 minutes so nice uh, because I think I did the last mile in 12 minutes yeah it was it was really fun I think we both would have done better without the heat just because it was one of those first hot runs yeah and full sun but I was really happy with it and he was too I was really impressed with his mile time Cause I wasn't, he was, I was staying with him. So he kind of set the pace. And I think if it had been flatter, we both would have done much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a fast pace to do on a hot, (laughs) on a hot day. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we probably could have almost maintained it if it had stayed the same elevation. Cause it wasn't perfectly flat. There were like a couple ups and a couple downs, not really extreme, but pretty much what we're used to running in North Carolina. Like nothing is completely flat except for the runway 5k. And so we could have done that, but I think just the hills were really bad and I'll have to post a picture of the elevation chart because we just go straight up. (laughs) And so Marshall looks at me at one point. He's like, Oh my gosh, does this ever end? I told him it was his fault because he chose that race. Of course. He did. I gave him a choice. I'm like, we can either do the airport runway or we can do the zoo. And he told me the zoo. So that's the one we did. I didn't end up doing the other 5K last night. We were going to do, well, we tried to go to the races like we do every week. And it downpoured probably as soon as we walked in. So we had a pretty good rain last night around here, which is making it just miserably humid still. But it's kind of supposed to cool down over the next week. And then next Saturday, as of right now, it's going to be 92 for the high. Or 90, no, 97 for the high. Wow, wow. So it's really getting warm there then. That's hot. Yeah, and that's unusually hot for us because, like, on Wednesday, our low, our high is going to drop down to 79. And then by Saturday, it'll be up to 97. Wow. So I think it's just the adjustment. Oh, right now it's predicting 99. (laughs) fun yeah I'm I'm not running outside well I will because I'll be doing the long run and it's in the morning our low is 67 oh good I'm sure it'll be really lovely and humid (laughs) but it's part of summer running yeah and heat acclimation and everything so just go slower and drink lots of water yeah well great job this week with your run streak for a few days in um in your 5k that's that's fantastic and good luck with you know next week's heat (laughs) 
<laughs> I would yeah. not want to be you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do. It's the last week before marathon training, so I'm just going to kind of run and not go push it too hard. Yeah, just focus on keeping cool, you know, if you can bring some water with you that you can dump on yourself if you need to, you know, something like that. Well, great week of running for you, Megan. So this week I continued my not running streak, (laughs) but I did get plenty of other workouts in. I've still been keeping up with my body weight exercises. I've been doing planks every day. I've been doing upper body workouts and mixing it up with lower body workouts every other day, except for today, because as I said, I had too much fun last night. So Today I didn't do my workouts and I am okay with that, but I will get right back on it tomorrow. Getting stronger and feeling good, doing more pull-ups and stronger push-ups now. I'm really focusing on form and eventually I'm going to start to upgrade my push-ups so that I'm doing like diamond push-ups, which I believe are supposed to be harder. We'll find out. (laughs) But the only other workouts I did. Let's see, Monday, Jeff and I went for a little walk around town. So that was like a couple miles. Nothing really challenging. Just a nice low key walk on a nice day. And on Wednesday, I wanted to get one more short swim in before the mile swim race. So Wednesday, I made it out to the pond with some other triathletes. And I only did one loop out around the rock and back to the shore. Uh, So it was about, I think, 1,100 yards, something like that, and kept it really easy. I don't even think I brought my watch with me because I didn't want to focus on pushing myself too hard. Basically, I'm just trying to keep my muscles active without stressing them at all. So So it was a really low-key workout, and then my race was on Saturday. So I think that wraps up my training and we can move along to the recap of the Land Shark Mile Swim. So the Land Shark Mile Swim Race was in Lake Gardner in Amesbury, Massachusetts. So this is about like a 40 minute drive from our house, so not too bad. And I think in the past it was an aquathlon, so it had a run portion after the race. But for some reason they canceled the run, um, and now it's just a swim race. But it has three distances. They have a half-mile option, a one-mile option, and there's a two-mile option. So a lot of the triathletes use this as a gauge to see where they are in their training for their triathlon distances. So uh, a couple of the local triathletes that I train with, Cami and Heather, were doing this race, and they were doing the two-mile option as they're they're both going for a full Ironman this year, their first Ironman. So they wanted to see if they could do the the two-mile distance for the first time. Obviously, I'm not training for an Ironman anytime soon, so I was happy with sticking with the one mile, which I knew is pretty good challenge. This is one of my bigger goals for this year for me, and since my running has fallen to the wayside because of my leg, um, this was kind of like my entire focus of this spring was training for this. So obviously, having done the mile in training at this point, I knew I was fine with the distance. Um, still nervous about doing a mile in open water with other 
racers because this is only my second time swimming in a in a pack race like that and I'm still nervous about people kicking me swimming over me and whatnot so so that was kind of an issue for me at pumpkin man you know we were in small waves and I seemed to not be swimming with a lot of people right off the bat so it wasn't really an issue so I wasn't quite sure how it would go. The weather turned out to be pretty great. It was 77 and sunny. It was forecast to be cloudier than it, than I think it was. It, the sun seemed to be out most of the day, so it was really, really nice for, you know, swimming weather anyway. <laughs> Maybe not running weather, but for swimming it was good. So we got there, and it was uh, nice. It's actually like a small area. The, the lake itself is pretty big, but the area that we were swimming in seemed pretty small because it's like long and narrow the lake is long and narrow and we were at like the the narrow end of it and the course was marked out with five orange buoys in a circle so the the actual course was only a half mile long and you basically do two laps for the mile swim so I looked at that and I thought oh that that actually looks doable you know it doesn't look that intimidating the distance because you're just looking at like a half mile circle you know it's not bad at all you can see the whole thing in front of you so that made me feel pretty comfortable with the course. I got my bib packet, which actually is no bib. It's, I guess, my race packet would, would be a better description of it. It came with an ankle chip and a swim cap and an index card with my race number on it. And I was looking at that and I was like, what am I going to do with this? Carry it? Like, I wasn't quite sure how I was going to use the index card at first. After I picked up my packet, I went over to get marked. And because I was wearing um, a full sleeve wetsuit, I ended up getting marked on my hands. So they marked my 24 on my hands and then they marked it on my swim cap, which is green for, for the mile swimmers. All the mile swimmers had a green cap. So then I went and I put on my wetsuit and my cap, my watch, my ankle chip, and decided I was going to do a little bit of a warm-up. For me, like when I'm swimming, I think the hardest part is just sticking your face in the water, because even if the water is kind of warm, which it actually was, it was about, I think about 70 degrees, the still like putting your face in the water can be a shock. <laughs> um, so I wanted to make sure I got a little bit of a swim warm-up in, and I did that. And when I started swimming towards the first buoy in my warm-up, one thing that I did not expect was all of the stuff I could see in the water. <laughs> swimming in the pond back home, it's like, it's dark and you just, you can't see anything. Um, there, oh. Usually there's some, there's some leaves, you know, and, and that's it. Once you start swimming, it's just darkness. Um, swimming at Lake Gardner, at least the first few yards, there's like lots of plant life and it's like big puffy looking plants and I'm like swim and I'm seeing it before I'm moving through it so I'm like oh I'm just swimming through all this it's I don't know it's just weird I felt like I was swimming through like um an aquarium that has like <laughs> stuff in it you know it's weird so I I tried not to look at it even though I, I could still feel it a little bit but it wasn't as gross feeling it it was just looking at it was gross but after the first few hundred not few hundred yeah maybe it was a few hundred yards um that that went away as the water got deeper and it was just darkness which was nice um I I probably made it 
almost the way to the fo- the first buoy, and then I turned back. I didn't want to tire myself out too much, considering I'm still like new to the mile distance in swimming, so I didn't want to do too much ahead of time. I turned around, went back to the shore, and uh, then got out and just kind of paced, I guess. I didn't really have too much to do. Jeff and the kids were there as well. Um, I wanted them to be there to support me. And because, you know, Jeff's been working in Vermont, so I wanted to get as much time with him, you know, during the weekend as I could. So so we made it a family gathering, family kind of um, trip to go to this race. So so they were hanging out. They put a blanket up on, on the sandy beach and got some snow cones and, and whatnot, and we're hanging out. And Shortly after my warm-up, it was probably like 10 or 15 minutes after, was the start of the first swim wave, which was the half-mile swimmers. So they started, and then it was another, I don't know, 5-10 minutes later that they started the two-milers. So I'm not sure why they started it in that order. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason to it, but I didn't get it. So the two-milers started, and that was um, Heather and Cammy were in that wave, and then another 10 minutes later was time for um, the one-milers. So I got up and um, stood in the starting area and found out that the purpose of my index card was to hand them as I was getting into the water, which I guess that's how they track to make sure that everybody who gets in the water comes out of the water because they take your your index card before you get in the water and then when you come out of the water, they give it back to you. And then if they have any index cards left over, then something's gone wrong, <laughs> basically. So that's uh, yeah, how they, that's <laughs> they how need they, to go find. Yes. So that's how they track the runners. I thought, well, that's, a, that's an interesting way of doing things. Um, so I got in the water towards the back of the pack and tried to stay towards the right. It seemed like I was going to be stuck with a bunch of people anyway. But uh, I got ready and then they... Um, they blew the the starting gun, and then I kind of walked, <laughs> walked until it was deep enough that I could dive in a little bit, and uh, started towards the first buoy, and swam through that grossness. But at least I knew it was coming and expected it. And then uh, I don't know. There was there was a few people around, so it was kind of awkward, you know, trying to stay out of other people's way. And there's some bumping, but I didn't really get kicked or splashed or dunked or anything like that. It was just awkward bumping into other people and I tried to do some drafting but it didn't really work out because there wasn't people we weren't really swimming at the same paces so it was um I want to say I don't even know the exact distance of the first buoy but it was at least two tenths of a mile to the first buoy and then um after that I was I was just kind of like it was I don't really know how to explain it. It was really weird because you have to work on sighting. So it kind of pulls you out of your normal stroke breathing rhythm when you have to look up and look for where the buoy is. And um, if you do it too often, then it really slows you down. But if you don't do it often enough, (laughs) you get really off course and it's like, wait, where's the buoy? So I, I tried to do it every other left-handed breathing stroke. I don't know if that makes any sense to you girls. So it's probably about every six strokes for me because I breathe every three strokes. So that's how I did it, every six strokes. And I feel like I did a good job of swimming in straight lines from buoy to buoy. After I got 
to the second buoy, I really felt like I was actually starting to get into a rhythm at that point and um, just focusing on uh, doing what I would consider a comfortably fast swim pace for me, which I had no idea. Um, <laughs> I had no idea how fast I was swimming. I just knew that it was, it felt slightly faster than what I normally swim as my easy pace. And at that point, there weren't a lot of people around me. And so I couldn't decide if that was a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> because at Pumpkin Man, the sprint race, it was a good thing. I had apparently passed a lot of swimmers and was ahead of them. But this race, I really couldn't tell if they were, if I had passed them or if they were just swimming other places. It doesn't, it was confusing to me. I really didn't know, but I wasn't like throughout the rest of the race, I was starting to see more pink swim caps. So the two mile swimmers were starting to lap me as I was closing in on my first, the end of my first loop. So at that point I realized like, holy crap, there are some fast swimmers out here because even as they were catching up to me, I was trying to draft off some of them and it wasn't happening. They were just, they were off. They were gone. <laughs> See, as I finished the first loop, at that point, you're back in like ankle deep water. So it's like kind of awkward. Like a lot of the swimmers just got up and walked around the buoy <laughs> and I tried to stay in the water because I'm like, I want to swim the whole mile. So I felt a little ridiculous swimming in such shallow water, but I made my, um, my lap around the, the first buoy and headed back for the second buoy and, um, swam through that gross, uh, plant life. And, um, at that point I'm seeing like, more and more of these pink swim caps. What I'm not seeing is any green swim caps. And so I'm like, hmm, I think everybody may be in front of me <laughs> at this point. Like in my wave, I'm probably near the back of the pack and realizing like, even though I'm swimming faster than I normally swim, I mean, these people are swimmers. These people can swim. And I'm, I just felt like, wow, okay, well, I'm just going to swim my own race. And at that point, I knew I was trying to conserve energy in the first half. And in the second half, I'm just like, after I get to each subsequent buoy, I'm like, all right, you can push a little harder now. Because I wanted to make sure that I gave it my best effort. You know, even though I'm not trying to hit a specific time, for sure, I'm not trying to beat people. I'm just trying to complete a mile swim. That's my only goal. But I still wanted to feel like I actually gave it my best effort. So at each buoy, I'm pushing myself a little bit more and trying to get into a rhythm. And, and at some points, like I think around the third buoy, I just kind of felt like a little disoriented and not like I couldn't sustain the effort, but just kind of getting out of rhythm. And at that point, I'm, I'm in my head and I'm just like thinking about what we talked about last week. And I'm like, focus on form, you know, focus on technique. And then I kept remembering, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. You know, that thing, that quote from Finding Nemo. <laughs> so that's, that's what I thought. I just thought, just keep swimming. And as I made it to the last buoy, I was like, all right, I'm rounding this last buoy and then I'm headed for shore. And at that point, I'm like, all right, now start kicking because this whole race I wasn't kicking at all I was using my my arms and using the buoyancy of the wetsuit to keep me afloat in the water and wanting to save my kicking for the end because that's what they tell you to do in triathlon save your legs for the bike and the run right so I hadn't been kicking and I'm like hmm maybe that's why all these other people are passing me because they're kicking so at that point I start kicking 
I, at this point, I think I'm rounding the, the, the fourth buoy. And then I realize, oh, I'm not even close to the end of the race. So I, what I thought was the fourth was actually the third buoy. And realizing I have a lot more to go. So at this point, there are a lot of people catching up to me. I'm swimming with a large group of people again and I'm getting knocked around and or bumped into. And uh, it's interesting. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, still pushing hard. Finally get to the last buoy and um, then the, well, the, la- the fourth buoy at that point. But it's the last buoy that's in deep water. And then um, I sight the final buoy, which is at the shore and swim to that, kick as hard as I can. And I keep telling myself, all right, Sue, push as hard as you can. Don't leave anything out there. You know, like you can do this. You got this, like kick as hard as you can and swim fast. And I was still like way slower than all the other pink caps. So finally get to the shore and I'm coming out of the water. I swim past the last buoy and it's an ankle deep water again, get up and then run out of the water and run across the timing mat and it's funny in the race pictures afterward I was looking at it and it looks like I'm walking across the timing mat but I was running I felt like I was running fast because <laughs> I was excited and wanted to get the best possible time and I uh, hit my watch and I was um, just kind of dizzy and looking for my family and like disoriented still like what the heck just happened it was, it's weird to go from swimming to suddenly running and walking around. So that I got, I think a little lightheaded and dizzy and whatnot, but, but it was good. I did it. And I was very happy that I did. I looked at the clock and it said like 56 minutes. And I was like, what the hell? Cause there's no way I was that slow. I looked at my watch. So my watch said 47 minutes and I was like, happy that I finished, but like, why is it so slow? And I know that's not it's not a a bad time for just completing a mile. Like I'm totally happy that I completed a mile, but all of my easy swims have been 44 minutes, 42 minutes. So I was like, why is it so off? So that kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. And I just, um, went to get some food and get my beer because Jeff got me a beer ticket. So it's like, oh, that, that'll be nice to have on my cheat day <laughs> after completing a mile is, is to have a nice beer. Had some food, drank my beer, and I saw Heather and Kimmy who had just finished their two mile. And Kimmy and Heather were both discussing their times and their distances. And apparently they had recorded on their watches 2.33 miles. And I was like, huh, I didn't even think to look at the distance on my watch. So I looked at my distance and it said 1.29 miles. So I was like, oh, that explains why my time was so much greater than I expected because I swam over a mile. I don't know the accuracy of the GPS watch in water. That might be off. I don't know. But I know that I swim that race faster than I normally swim. And there's no way I swim it slower. So that. Um, but right. I was I was very mm-hmm. happy to finish, happy to have my um, have my beer, and we stuck around, got out of the wetsuit and changed into some dry clothes and just kind of soaked up the sunshine and warmed up a little bit and listened to the awards, and was not completely surprised to find that there was only two people who finished after me in the race because as I was coming out of the water they said oh I think we got one more swimmer out there and I was like oh. <laughs> I guess I wasn't as fast as I thought I might be, you know, but, but it was really great. 
to have that experience, to have that swim done, and um, I'm happy that I did it. I accomplished one of my <laughs> goals that I had set out for myself this year, so I don't have any future swimming goals right now. It, I did put this idea in my mind of like, I definitely want to go for a half Ironman at some point. Not this year, definitely not this year. I would need a new bike and definitely need to um, be running to be able to even think about doing something like that. But but for now, I'm done swimming because of, you know, pollen and allergies. I was sneezing <laughs> and congested for the rest of the day, which is kind of gross. But, but yeah, I got it done. And now I plan to, this week, probably do some aqua jogging. I haven't decided if I'm ready to run again. My leg is feeling great. I have no tenderness on the bone on, on either of my legs anywhere. Um, I'm just kind of nervous about starting to run again because I don't want to I just I want to be able to run you know so I want to make sure I'm completely healed so I'm probably gonna take it easy this week do some aqua jogging maybe some more swimming just not no going for distance but just some easy laps in the pool I just want to maintain whatever aerobic base I have right now so so that's where I'm at feeling good about accomplishing a goal and uh, it was fun it's fun to race in a completely different way than you normally race you know swimming is easier than running but completely nerve-wracking in a different way because you can die I mean you can die when you run but like you can drown (laughs) you know so so it's 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 an exciting interesting challenge and I'm glad to have done it and to be done with it That's awesome, Sue. I'm so proud of you for accomplishing one of your goals and especially something like a mile swim. Like to hear you say that you think swimming is easier. See, for me, I thought it was so much harder. Like that little mini sprint triathlon that my sister and I did. I was like, I'm going to drown in this pool. (laughs) So I know what you're talking about. You can die. But to hear you say that you think it's easier, that's awesome. I mean, I think that shows you how much work you put into preparing for it to where even if all the other people in the race were speedy swimmers, you still did an Mm. awesome job. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I definitely am happy with how I raced it and performed for sure. I'm not disappointed at all. And yeah, I know when I first started swimming, I was like, this is freaking hard. I'm never going to figure this out. <laughs> right. but it was it was completely different. It just wasn't I guess when you put in enough hours doing anything, you start to get it. Like when you first start running, it's really hard and hopefully you train to the point where you get to a place where you can run at an easy pace and it just feels good. You can just sustain that pace. Well, that's that's the point I got to in swimming where I could just, you know, if I'm swimming easy enough, I could swim all day, you know? Mm-hmm. It's great. It's easier than running in that there's no impact. That's what makes it easier is like if I get winded, I mean, not that I ever get winded swimming, but if I did, I could just turn and float on my back, you know, it's just so easy. You just lay there. (laughs) The wetsuit helps too, because it keeps you up. (laughs) So thank you. Um, Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Awesome. Are you girls ready to move along to our runner girl recommends? Yes. Yes. My recommend this week is a pair of workout pants. It's actually 
the brand is 90 degree by reflex and they are the PowerFlex yoga pants i actually picked up a pair of these at tj maxx you can find them there a lot tj maxx marshalls that kind of thing but you can also get them on amazon for just a dollar or two more so depending maybe if you're looking for a specific color or if you don't have a tj maxx around you or maybe yours doesn't have this brand of pants they're awesome online on amazon they offer 36 different color options the sizes range from extra small to extra large they are super comfy it's a great fit you know sometimes workout pants you almost have to feel like you're tugging up the whole time when you run and then if if you get the next size down, then you feel like they're too small. So these have been perfect for me. I've been wearing them to Pure Bar a lot because they're nice and long, but they also make a cropped version and also some really comfy medium support sports bras too. So I'm really happy with this brand and wanted to share it with our listeners. 90 Degree by Reflex. Look at all the colors. <laughs> They're awesome. The bright blue is super awesome. It makes your butt look really good. Oh, good. (laughs) One of the Facebook groups from Reddit, all the girls are freaking out about it. They've all been telling everybody, get these pants, get these pants. So they're, because they are really good at all sizes. They make your butt look good. That's awesome to know. Maybe I'll go with the the blue pair then for my next purchase. (laughs) Oh, I'm just loving all of these colors. I like the right? watermelon. So many different ones. It's yeah. like a neon pink. Oh. Yeah, that's what I need. I have not looked because I didn't want to spend the money. So I've heard about them, but I have specifically not looked. So I w- wouldn't buy them because I knew I would want to because comfy pants and bright colors is amazing. <laughs> 20 bucks for a pair of yoga pants is a pretty good price, though. That's a pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I love that jade color. Oh, they're only twenty. Yep, nineteen ninety nine. Oh, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> we're bad influences. Very cool. I lo- I love them. I'm gonna have a trouble deciding which color to buy. <laughs> Great recommend, Katie. Ninety degree yoga pants. My recommend this week is something that I bought a few weeks ago and had been using on the trails, which are my Brooks Cascadia trail shoes. I'm used to doing all my runs in Nike Freeze, but those have no traction at all. So when I started doing trail runs and trail racing, I knew I needed some shoes with some good grip. And the most highly recommended trail shoes I could find were the Brooks Cascadia trail shoes. So that's what I bought. They are super comfortable. They're very soft and cushiony and they have great traction. So I've just, I've been loving them on the trail. So I just wanted to recommend if you are looking for a decent, comfortable pair of trail shoes, definitely check out the Brooks Cascadia. All right, Megan, what's your recommend this week? My recommend this week is something I picked up grocery shopping today because I was low on energy and I knew I would need something because I've still got work to do after we finish the podcast. So it's the energy drink made by Starbucks. It's called Starbucks Double Shot Energy. And it's like a mix of coffee and an energy drink. So it tastes like coffee, but it's an energy drink without like all the gross energy drink flavor because I can't stand the way they taste. Is it like carbonated? No, it's like... Oh, I thought that's what you meant by energy drink. So it's just like a coffee drink, but like extra energy? Yeah, it's got like the 
the stuff that's in like Monster and Nas, like the Guarana. And the it says toasty hazelnut flavors in a refreshing wave of B vitamins, guarana, and ginseng. Nice. So it tastes like coffee, but it's got the benefits, I guess, of an energy drink. Mm. And I don't usually drink energy drinks because I'm not big on energy drinks and I'm not big on their flavor. But this isn't a super rush of energy and it tastes good, like cold coffee. I guess like iced coffee would be the mm. better term. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Except without the ice, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm, yeah, I've never had it. I love Starbucks, though. I mean, I love the Frappuccinos that you can get at the store. So I imagine it's similar to that, right? Except extra energy. Yeah, and it comes in like a can you can buy at like the, I guess, checkout counter stuff mm-hmm. where that stuff is. Sure. And yeah, I was just happy with it and it tasted good. So Awesome. All right, Starbucks Double Shot Energy Drink. And up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. All right, Megan, who is our Runner Girl of the Week this week? Our Runner Girl of the Week is Rosie from Missouri. Yeah, that's what MO is. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And she says... Once around the neighborhood was all I had the energy for this time. Waited until dark. Already so tired of this heat. What will I do come the middle of summer when we really bake? I hope I'm a little more used to it by then. Maybe doing a lot of late night runs. And she ran a mile and a half. And I was right there with Rosie because I've been feeling the heat and waiting to get used to it. And I remember living in Florida, how bad it was, waiting until dark to have to run. So we'll get there, Rosie. Yeah. I'm sure the heat's coming up here too. So I'm not looking forward to it. And, uh, I can empathize. So great job getting it done, Rosie. We choose our Run a Girl of the Week from our Daily Mile feeds. If you'd like to friend us on Daily Mile or Megan's Smash Run, all of those links are on the sidebar of our website at runagirlspodcast.com. And up next, we have the Charity Challenge. So the 2016 Runner Girls Charity Challenge has officially closed as of yesterday. And now we get to announce the winners of the contest, the three participants who came closest to their estimated finish times. In third place, we have Katherine Sagerson, who ran the Egden Easy 10K in a time of 50 minutes and 18 seconds, which was 19 seconds off of her predicted time she guessed 49.59 so very very close awesome job Catherine. in second place is becky clayton who ran the attack addiction 5k in a time of 29 minutes and 29 seconds 16 seconds off her predicted time of 29 minutes and 45 seconds and in first place, we have Jean Weasler, who ran the Cherry Creek Sneak 10 Mile in a time of 1 hour, 44 minutes, and 11 seconds, which was only 11 seconds off of her predicted time of 1 hour and 44 minutes. So 
great job, Jean, getting super close to that 10-mile predicted time. And those are the top three winners. Congratulations, ladies. You will each be receiving an email from us soon so we can get you your prizes. And the official results will be posted at runagirlspodcast.com slash charity so everybody can check out everybody's finishing times. And big thanks to everyone who donated and participated in this year's challenge and for helping us to support the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And if you or someone you know is experiencing a crisis, please call 1-800-273-TALK. Suicide is preventable. So I think that wraps us up for this week. And I already gave away my quote (laughs) earlier in the episode when I was talking about my uh, swim race recap. My quote this week is, just keep swimming from Finding Nemo. And I know we've actually had that one before, but that's what motivated me this week. In the water during my race, I was just like, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Be Dory, <laughs> you know? So so that's what I was <laughs> thinking about. And um, I love that. It works for swimming. It works for running. It works for life. Just, just keep swimming, you know? Just focus on what you need to do. One step at a time. One stroke at a time. One moving aspect at a time Katie (laughs) yes exactly that is it for episode 19 of season 4 join us next time when we will be talking about how to train for a downhill race if you have any questions email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast tweet to us at runnergirlsshow call the hotline at 207-200-3297 and follow us on Instagram at Runner Girls Podcast. Listen to us at RunnerGirlsPodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run. <laughs>